0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Amika. Lather up your strands with Amika's clinically proven shampoo and conditioner duos that leave your hair looking and feeling like you just left the salon. Their science-backed formulas are powered by nourishing, naturally derived ingredients with no nasties that deliver visible and woe-worthy results for every single hair type. Amiga is a fearless, Brooklyn-born, salon-raised hair care brand. They're a brand I've loved for so long, long before they were partners of the podcast. They are a clean and kind brand that is a friend to all. All hair, all hairstylists, the planet, and you. Their Seabuckthorn-powered products nourish your skin, your scalp, and your strands, and they are clean and planet-positive. You can find any of their products at Sephora, or on their website. So if you go to loveamika.com slash bad, you can get 20% off of your order. You can also shop all of my favorites there. Once again, at loveamika.com slash bad, and you can get 20% off of your order. That 20% off discount is automatically applied at checkout. If you use my link, it cannot be combined with other offers and it expires on November 1st, 2023. When you use that link, you'll also be able to see a list of all of my personal favorite products that I've used, that I've fallen in love with, and you can try them for yourself. So once again, that is loveamika.com slash bad to see my favorites and get 20% off of your order. Welcome to the Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. <laughs> Hello, sweetie pies. Welcome back to a new episode of the Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie, and I'm so delighted that you have decided to join me today on another Bad Monday. I learned something this week that made me feel a little bit better because I'm so, I'm so out of breath all the time, literally all the time. And I learned that when you're growing a human inside of your body, that sometimes They can press against your diaphragm so you can get shortness of breath occasionally just by sitting down, which made me feel a lot better because the other day I raised my hand and I got winded like that action had me winded. And I thought it was just because I was wildly out of shape and that could still very much be the case. But it in my mind, it made me feel better to know that a lot of pregnant women are experiencing (laughs) the short, the, the occasional shortness of breath. I like get so nervous to share symptoms or like things that happen to me when I'm pregnant because I just feel like I just feel like somebody's going to slide into my DMs and be like that's not normal you need to go see a specialist if you are having shortness of breath at any point like you need help and to that I say I literally message my doctor for basically everything that happens in my body so anyway today's episode is a two well no not a two-parter it's a double segment double segment episode first thing we're going to talk about is this thing that I brought up on my Instagram a few weeks ago, which is having friends who copy you or, you know, being the friend that copies your other friends and how to deal with it, first of all, but also my thoughts on the matter. And I'm just going to warn you guys that there is going to be some, there's going to be some tough love in this segment because there are a lot of you out here thinking that you invented having blonde hair. So whenever anybody dyes their hair blonde, you're pretty convinced that they're copying you and I'm here to tell you that maybe it's time to maybe it's time to check yourself. Maybe that's a maybe that's a, maybe that's an internal issue. Maybe that's a take a look at yourself moment. You know? So we're going to talk about your guys's answer. because I asked like what's something that your friends have done or what's like an obvious way that your friends or a friend copies you. And we're going to talk a lot about that, a lot about friendships, all of all of that. My my maybe hot takes, maybe cold. I don't know. And then the second half, we are going to do some Dum Dum Club submissions, some Dum Dum Club check ins, and some of these are wild. Some of them were one, of, some of the most wild Dumb Dumb Clubs I've ever read in my whole life. So, can't wait to share those with you guys. I read Crescent City this week. I I feel like I could. I feel like I can probably read a book a week at least. So I'll try to give little book updates. I did a big book update in the Patreon last week with Fourth Wing and Akatar, So they might be there. I don't know. I guess it'll just depend where I feel like talking about them. But yeah, I finished the first Crescent City book last night. And that's another Sarah J. Mass book who did Akatar? So she has, she has A Court of Thorns and Roses, which is five books. Well, it's like four books and then a novella. She has Crescent City, which is two books. And then the third is coming out in January. And then she also have th- has Throne of Glass, which is, I think, eight books. And that's a completed series. I haven't started Throne of Glass yet. I went from akatar to Fourth Wing to the first Crescent City book. And this will be spoiler free. I, I will say this to anybody who is starting Crescent City, because everybody told me they were like, it's a lot of legwork. It's a lot of world building. Like, I found myself rolling my eyes at the beginning because I was like, this is so much information. There's no possible way I could retain this, even if I took notes. So I was kind of like, I just, I wasn't super enjoying it. By the end, I very, very much enjoyed it. I cried at the end. My advice to anybody starting is to read it fast. Like read, I think I read it in, I mean, it's a long book. So I get it when people like don't have the time to read it fast, but I just am a Kind of a worthless slug right now, because I'm so tired, so I just really sit and read. Um, but like get through the first half as quick as possible because if I had to read or if I was reading it like chapter by chapter, every day, I would have given up on it because it's so much information and it's it's tons of chapters of world building. So I would just power through and if you can read it, do it as fast as possible. So, That's my, that's my advice there, but I did, I did like it. Maybe I'll do a more in-depth, in-depth review on the Patreon because it was good. It was good. I'm excited for the second book and yeah. All right. So let's discuss the issue at hand, which is having a friend who copies you. This I found is a, is a pretty universal experience. I put a poll up to ask you guys if you have a friend who copies you And I feel like about 65% of you said yes. And I, and then I asked you guys, what's something obvious that your friends do? So what I decided to do for this segment is I'm going to read what the submissions say. And then I'm going to give my take on if it is actually copying, if it is actually an issue, or if that it might be something that you need to reassess, (laughs) there might be some ego involved you know, there might be some ego, there might be some some part of you that says, well, I did that first. So it's mine. But really, it's kind of like a universal thing. And this was an interesting topic to think about for a lot of reasons. But I think the area that I live in, so I'm I, you guys all know, I'm, you know, raised in Utah, lived here my whole life, basically. And what I find interesting about Utah, and again, that's the only place I have authority to talk about because I've lived here for so long maybe other places are like this this is also my working theory this like I am open to this not being the case it's just my my theory I'm trying to figure out how to say it so that it makes sense but I I find in Utah you get a lot of sameness there's a lot of similar life experiences similar belief systems you can usually find somebody who has had kind of your same trajectory. Like there's just a lot of similarity. There's not a lot of diversity, not a hot take. We all know that about Utah. I wish there was more, but we, there is just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of sameness. So I feel like everybody is kind of looking. We all like to feel like individuals. I would I would assume that that's a very good feeling. I like to feel that way too. So we're all kind of looking for ways to feel unique or to stand out or to feel like something's ours because we're surrounded by and and this can also in my you know theory that again could be totally wrong but it happens on a smaller scale in like friend groups because when you're in a friend group you know say it's you and like five other girls there's bound to be a lot of sameness like you're like especially when you live in a place where you're meeting people like the people that you go to school with are very similar to you so you're bound to interact with people who yeah are are the same as you or is very similar as you. So you were looking for things to stand out or to feel like they're yours because that feels good. And I think that that's why it happens, at least in my experience here, why the copying was so annoying or maybe so blatant or whatever you want to say because the the individuality was so important to the person doing it. This directly ties into my theory as to why mommy blogging is so big in Utah. And, you know, like Mormon mommy bloggers were the OG mommy bloggers. And I feel like it started as this kind of reach for individuality and so the, these women started these blogs to kind of share their unique ideas, but then because of the community that surrounded them, they were able to monetize because there was this comparing thing going on. There was this comparing or copying or whatever. So the people in their communities were seeing their, their blogs and their big house and their nice lifestyle and their nice clothes or whatever. And they were saying, well, that's how I stand out among this community of very similar people, very similar women that's how I stand out. I need to be like that. And then blogs were able to monetize because they were able to post things and then their communities were saying, well, I want to be like that. and I want to buy that. Ergo de facto. I actually don't know if that's how you use that phrase. But that to me is why Mormon mommy bloggers are able to achieve such quick and sustained success. Because where there is sameness, there is comparison. Where there is comparison, there is an ability to sell something to somebody who is looking for that leg up looking for a little bit more individuality looking to be a little bit different than the people in their circle looking to be a little bit richer a little bit prettier a little bit this a little bit that to stand out among their group of people who are very similar to them so there's always a market to sell to those people and I think that it's interesting because while they're selling to those people now I think that it was the origin of why people started blogs because they were looking for their piece of individuality and then you know it It always comes back around that then they become the trendsetters rather than the anomaly. So anyway, I I have other theories about it that tie into a lot of different things, but that's kind of the main one that I think. I think that comparison keeps, I mean, that keeps social media going, right? That's how people are able to have careers in social media. Because if you can compare yourself to somebody and you can want something that they have, then they are able to sell something to you. And I don't mean that in a completely negative way. I get basically all of my recommendations, all of my product recommendations, home recommendations from people that I trust online, people that I see their stuff and I like it and I want it and I want to be like that. And I just think that it's kind of a fact that when we compare ourselves to other people, that's how those systems are kind of built. But of course the hope is that the comparing is not something that you're comparing your worth as a human being it's more like oh they have cuter pillars pillars <laughs> they have cuter pillows than me I want to buy those like that's the kind of comparison that I'm talking about that I don't think is inherently unhealthy it's kind of when it becomes like well they have this so they're worth more or they're you know whatever that's when it becomes you know that's when the the toxic cycle of social media begins all right, anyway, that's my rant. Let me know, let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you guys think about my my theory. So, let's talk about copying. Now that we now that we have my my initial thoughts on comparison to the people around us, I think that that kind of to me it explains why so many of these answers are like very basic things. Like a lot of these answers are like, "Well, I dyed my hair blonde and then my friend dyed her hair blonde," which is really not that weird. I mean, you didn't invent dyeing your hair blonde, but it's that that little nugget of individuality that you wanted to hold on to that you feel like was robbed from you when somebody in your immediate circle does something just like you. And I think that's important to keep in mind always. But let's read some of these these submissions and discuss, shall we? This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Amika, Let's discuss some of my absolute favorite Amika products. I've been purchasing these products for years and I'm so excited to finally be partnering with them. Probably my number one favorite product from Amika is the Cure line, especially their intense bond repair mask. I also use it with the Cure shampoo and conditioner, but that deep conditioning mask is so good. I also know so many of us are on the hunt for a good dry shampoo. Amika's is legendary for a reason. And I've started using the dream routine overnight hydration treatment. I'm always looking for something to put on my ends at night before I go to bed and I want to be able to use it on dry hair. I don't want to have to go to bed with my hair wet to use it. So I put this on my ends at night. I wake up and they're so silky smooth. Amika has nourishing, naturally derived ingredients with no nasties that deliver visible, woe-worthy results for every single hair type. They are clean and kind and planet positive and have sea buckthorn powered products to nourish your skin, scalp, and your strands. So shop all of my favorites at loveamika.com slash bad and also get 20% off of your order. The 20% off is automatically applied at checkout if you use my link. It cannot be combined with other offers and it also expires on November 1st, 2023. Once again, that is loveamika.com slash bad for 20% off of your order and to see a list of all of my personal favorite Amika products and try them out for yourself. loveamika.com slash bad. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills there's a big learning curve with welding virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact hey everyone it's kelsey kreppel full-time youtuber part-time preschool teacher and now the host of the podcast circle time Join me every week as me and my guests mix the childlike wonder and conversational openness and acceptance of preschool that we're all nostalgic for with the realism, honesty, and wisdom baked into adulthood. With classroom-structured roots, we'll rehash standout moments of day-to-day life, dive into buzzy pop culture moments, and really just get to know each other on a deeper level. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Kelsey Kreppel and follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. Time! <laughs> She says, "In eighth grade, this girl stole my MySpace song, and layout, and my exact bio. Jail. First of all, second of all, this this happened to me when on on my MySpace. Actually, when I was in ninth grade, and I had my a list like my whole like about me on MySpace was just a list of things." I love and it was like obscure. Okay. I took a lot of pride in like building this list. I wish I could go back and find it. I have tried, but it was just, it was like probably a hundred different things, just little quirky, cute little things about me that I love. And one of them had a very specific thing about my family. It had like one of my siblings' names in it. Okay. And I went to a girl's MySpace and she had copied and pasted my about me into her about me. And I knew, well, first of all, because it was a list of all the things I love, but also because she left my sibling's name in her about me. Can you believe? Because if you're going to copy, you better be sneaky about it. Okay. All right. The next one is a very common one. Probably I would say that the second most common one first being they copied my outfits. The second one is they only date my exes. They always date the same boys as me. They have the same crush or they have a crush on the same guy as me. Uh, Whenever I break up with somebody, they go for him right after. And to that, I say, who cares? I mean, they're your ex, right? Like not your job, not your prob. Like that should not be any of your concern. I would have cared a lot about this junior high, high school for sure. But then after high school, it's kind of like, it's time to be like, okay, they're not my boyfriend. I shouldn't care about what they're doing. I would understand if like you were off and on with them. If you were, you were like, so, like it was a kind of one of those situations and then they were dating them in between or they were trying to be sneaky or they were dating at the same time. Like there's all those. But if you're just, if you have a boyfriend and then you break up with him and then a friend starts dating him, I I don't know. It's just, I, I don't think that that's any of your concern. And if you are feeling mad about it or protective or like territorial over that person, then you might be the one with some unresolved feelings about that, about that person that they're dating. That's my take on it. Obviously there are nuances and contexts that I don't understand with every single situation, but like, I mean, I think about like people I went to high school with and like their friends had dated a guy and then they broke up and then he went on to date their friend and they got married and now they're all still friends. Like, It just, it's probably not as big of a deal as people make it, unless there was something huge that happened in the relationship that would make it very off limits. But if it's like a casual few dates and then your friend likes him, I think that, you know, there's no reason for you to be upset. If it didn't work out with you guys and you have no feelings for him, then why do you care who he dates? You know? Okay. Another very, very, very common one weddings. A lot of you felt that your friends, copied your weddings exactly the decor the colors the photo like this one says my wedding dress style decorations colors and photo poses to me again I told you guys this was going to be kind of a segment of tough love because while I'm not in this situation exactly I'm going off of the information that I have my first reaction is well that's just trends those are just trends like wedding cut like remember like I mean I think people still do this like most people do like champagne colored bridesmaid dresses or like light pink. Like that's whatever, like everybody does. Like every single wedding I went to from like 2013 to 2018, like everybody had the same wedding colors, the same flowers, the same style of things. And then photo poses feels like a trend as well. Like if you look at all of our parents' wedding photos, they all look identical. Who else's mom wore a hat? My mom wore a hat and it was so fierce. I'm obsessed. But like, those are just trends, especially for things like weddings, like unless you're doing something really abnormal, really out of the out of the norm for like, current trends. I don't know if you can say that they copied exactly. I did have a few, a few submissions that were like, I had a custom made ring that was very weird and very unique. And it had engravings and stones and all these things. And my friend got one that looked exactly like it. She had one made that looked exactly like it. Like those things, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That is a that is a direct copy. But for things like she had my wedding colors and decorations and flowers, those might be just trends. Again, let me get myself off the hook here. I am going off of what these submissions say and they're like four words. Okay, maybe you did do something weird. Maybe you had a black wedding dress and you got married like on the roof of some building. I don't know. <laughs> like maybe that's what you did and she did the exact same thing. For that situation, I would say you're right. She did copy you. But let's just keep keep the broader context in mind that those things just could be trendy. Okay. This one. I she took a pic of me to their hairstylist and asked me to have my exact same cut. Again, a lot of these are like if it's a very weird haircut for sure, but I, I feel like I typically, first of all, I'm the friend who copies. Okay. I have no, I have no shame in my copying game. And when people want to copy me, it gives me the biggest ego boost. If somebody wanted to take a picture of me to get something exactly like me, I would melt. I would be so excited. Anytime anybody does anything that I suggest, I literally, I really do believe I am the most powerful being in the entire world. It like people shouldn't do it to me because of what it does to my brain. But I copy all of my friends. Like I feel like if my friend does something and like gets a new product and they love it, I want to try it. If they get a new, I post this on my Instagram, but like Lucy got a new pair of sweats and I was like, send me that link, bitch. Like I want them because first of all, I trust their taste. And also I think there is this, there's a beauty, there's beauty in we're all in this together, right? We're all on the hunt for some good sweatpants. Why are we gatekeeping? let's let them in. Like if somebody took, like, seriously, if somebody took a picture of my hair and took it to their hairstylist, I would engrave that date on a plaque and hang it above my bed. I would be so beyond thrilled that somebody copied me. Um, But I think this comes back to that individuality thing, right? It's like, if you have a weird haircut, weird color, you know, you shave your head, dye it pink, whatever. And then the person next to you does the exact same thing. You're like, well, damn, that was my thing. That was how I felt I express myself and now it feels like you kind of took it from me. So of course I understand, but if you are going to get highlights and then your best friend gets highlights, I would take that as a compliment. I would, I would. And I know people always say that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, but there was a submission in here and I'll just read it right now. It says, if you, if you hate when your friends copy you, you might be frenemies. I might agree. I might agree. Not always, but I might, I might agree for the most part because again, when my friends want to do something, like I got this new bra and I showed one of my friends and she said, can, will you send me that link? I want to get that bra. And I thought to myself, I am the best. I am the best bra finder, bra wearer. I have the best taste in everything. And it made me feel really good. Okay. This one, this one I get, uh, she says, when I talk about something sweet I do with my kids, and then a year later, a friend told me how she does this really sweet thing or had this really great idea. And it's exactly the thing I told her previously. It's frustrating because it's something tender and sweet that I had started organically with my kids, like certain phrases that we say. This one I get because, first of all, you're, you know, there's kids involved, motherhood, all of that. But it's when you really put effort into creating a really unique experience. And when somebody this this is a pet peeve I totally get when somebody brings it to you like it's their original idea. Like, oh I have this idea to do this thing. And you're like, yeah, I'm the one who told you that. Like I am I again copy to no end and I like when people copy me, but it's always acknowledged. It's always like, okay, I need that. I I want to get that too. Or where did you get that? I want to get the exact same one let's match also. And like, I love, I love matching. my, <laughs> I love matching my friends. When we show up in the same outfit, I'm thrilled. Hopefully they feel the same way. But when it's something with your kids and it's little experiences like that, and then they're kind of like, you're not getting credit for it. Or cause I I feel like I will do that in parenting all the time. You know, I have so many amazing moms around me all the time that I'm going to be like, Oh, I love, I love that tradition that they do. But I would never take something that was individual to their child or anything like that. Like something that felt very, very intimate and special between them. I'm more talking like, oh, they got this, you know, backpack for their kid that stays on really well. I'm going to get that. Like things like that. You know what I mean? But what was I going to say? Oh, people, people ask me this all the time because they're like, I see, I see women starting podcasts all the time. A lot of girls that I, that I know personally that I've interacted with friends of friends that start podcasts. And People will message me and say, well, does this bug you that they they copied you? First of all, I did not invent podcasts, contrary to popular belief. It was not the first pod- podcast to ever exist. And when I started a podcast, I was thinking about Jackie Schimmel and the bitch Bible. And how can I start a podcast that's like that? That's funny. That's snarky. That's like, how can I do that? So when I see other girls start podcasts and either use like similar formats or whatever, I'm thrilled I'm thrilled. That means that they heard my stuff, they liked it, and they wanted to make it their own. I don't feel like I've ever heard a podcast that's like ripping me off. I don't feel like I've ever heard anybody like use my phrases or try and be exactly like me when they're like, "Oh, this." I've also had podcasters reach out to me and be like, "Hey, how do you do this? How how do you?" And I friggin' tell them because who am I to gatekeep what microphone I use? Like, I don't know. I just think a rising tide lifts all ships. First of all, so the more successful female led podcasts there are the more successful these female led podcasts will be that's kind of my theory so it really doesn't doesn't bother me but people i think think i care more so if you have thought that just know that i i spend about 0 seconds thinking about it This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know what really gets me down? Not getting a good night's sleep. I hate when the anxiety creeps in late at night and the racing thoughts start and you just can't get your brain to be quiet. As I've entered this new phase of life, I have found that it comes with a lot of new anxieties, worries that I didn't even know were possible. And they always come up right before I go to bed. I'm like almost asleep And then my brain suddenly won't stop talking. It turns out one great way to help with the racing thoughts, the constant anxiety is to talk them through. Therapy can give you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional rest. It is the best thing that I found journaling and talking about my racing thoughts and my new anxieties. That has helped me kind of manage them, make sure that they're not running away from me before I get a hold of them. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire online to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bad today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, slash bad to get 10% off of your first month. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Clean Simple Eats. I am so excited about this new sponsor because I have loved them for so long and I know that so many of you have loved them for so long. I'm just so stoked to be partnering with them. Clean Simple Eats is the best protein powder out there. I I swear, you guys know that I'm picky with this stuff. I'm picky with the chalky aftertaste. I'm picky with the texture. Clean Simple Eats is different. It's creamy, it's smooth, no chalkiness. I use the chocolate flavor the most, but you would actually not believe how many different flavor options there are. Like if you're into protein shakes, if you're into protein desserts, whatever you wanna use the protein powder for, they have a different flavor for it. 26, in fact. I usually do like a pretty simple protein shake, but whatever you're slamming your protein into, if you're doing protein desserts, protein cookies, whatever you want to use the powder for, they have so many good flavors. They've got like mint chocolate cookie, cake batter, s'mores. You can just, the possibilities are endless. Their protein powder is always grass-fed with no artificial ingredients. It's third-party tested, non-GMO and gluten-free. Plus Clean Simple Eats is a female-founded, female-owned business. You know how much I love that. So you can visit CleansimpleEats.com and use the code BAD at checkout for 20% off of your first order. Once again, that is CleansimpleEats.com. Use the code BAD at checkout and get 20% off of your first order. she copies my exact poses and captions on Instagram. Captions are weird, are a weird thing to copy because they, again, are so specific. And it could be something that you wrote about the day that you had or the people that you were with. And then for people to copy that is weird. And I think that that, I mean, just the feeling, it's not the same as, you know, getting highlights. You know, it's like, it's a a self-expression thing that is more unique to a person. I mean, not that Instagram captions are the end I'll be all of creativity. But if somebody was going through and copied my Instagram captions, I would care. I would send a screenshot to the group chat, I would shit talk for a minute, and then I would get over it. Um That being said, I get why you care, and I'm on the side of that's weird. Okay. next one. again, I have to take a take some breathers when I get hot and bothered, my my diaphragm is squished by my growing child. Okay. Next one, she made fun of me for going to a holistic pediatrician and then she switched to the same one. It's the making fun of here that I really don't like. That's when it's like, if you are gonna copy your friend, you better be hyping them up. You better be telling them what great taste they have, how much you want to be like, you better be feeding their ego. Because if you're gonna be the friend that makes fun of something that some, first of all, if you make fun of anything that your friends, especially the doctor that they go to, get a life, like, you're dumb. But if you're going to make fun of them and then copy them, you are the bad friend here. This is, again, one of those situations where I agree with the person who submitted this that the copier is in the wrong. Okay, next one. She ripped off my business concept and made basically a dupe product and website. This one, yes, I agree that it is an an annoying copy. It is not buying the same pair of sweats. It's not getting the same haircut, copying a business, messing with somebody's business. And like, I think that everybody is inspired by everybody, right? No idea is really, truly unique. Everybody gets inspiration from somewhere, whether it's Pinterest, your Instagram feed, your friends, everybody's gathering, gathering inspiration. But when you start a business or you're branding something, or you're building a website, or you're taking a photo, I feel like it's important to ask yourself, how can I change this to make it my own? Getting inspired by something is not a crime. Finding a product that you love, that somebody else sells is is not the worst thing in the world, but you should contort it enough so that it's your idea. Because the other thing about this is that the other person worked really hard to build something and it's their source of income. So it's not like it's not like stealing an outfit. It's not like buying the same pair of sweats. It's not like doing your hair the same as I'm sorry. That's been my comparison the whole episode, but it's something that somebody worked really hard on. And then you are choosing to just take from them. And I don't, I don't like that at all. I don't like that. Okay. Next one. They have never been a reader, but they got the same Kindle and Kindle case. One week after I did, I picked this because it might I could have submit my friends could have submitted this. Meg could have submitted this. As you guys know, I began reading three weeks ago. It's now my whole personality. I bought a Kindle. and I love it. But I Meg said something really, really poignant to me, and it actually made me cry when she said it because Meg is in this. she's a huge reader. She, you know, has this this shop where she sells Kindle cases. and she got me into reading. And so I bought a Kindle. And, like, we've been bonding over this. and, at the same time, she has never been a huge Swifty. And when the Eras tour started, she got really into it. She started learning about it. She went to a concert. We also talk about that. So we started like mutually being interested in each other's opposite interests. <laughs> so now we talk about these all the time. And I was talking to her about this, about copying. And I was like, yeah, do you, I mean, do you feel like I like copied your personality basically by becoming a reader and reading all of your favorite books and talking about them and whatever? And she said, no, because I feel like when we're interested, when we're genuinely interested in the things that the other person is interested in, it's because we see each other. And oh my gosh, it's, I'm emotional, back off. But I texted her right after and I was like, I want to write that down because that, that is how I feel. I feel like when my friends are invested in interests that I have, I feel very seen and I feel like they appreciate what I care about. And they want to learn about why I love it and they want to give it a shot and they trust my taste. And so they're trying it out. And that's how I feel about reading. I mean, I trust, you know, Meg till the day I die. And I'm like, she's really into this. I got to give it a shot. Like I would do anything she does. Cause I think that she's cool. And I think that that is when the copying is not an issue. That's when it's, you know, seeing each other and bonding and wanting to care about each other's lives And I think it's very easy to write it off and say, well, they're just into it because I'm into it. And it's like, they, they might be into it because they trust you. They might be into it because they see that you love it and they want to love it too. That's my, my little sentimental take on it. Okay. This next one, they named their son the same name as my son. This one I struggle with because I don't think that you can own baby names. Chances are they're not, going to see each other in their lifetime. So it's probably fine if you use the same baby name, but there are, there were a couple of submissions that it was family. It was like, now they have a cousin with their same name. That's weird. (laughs) That's weird. And again, I think you just have to acknowledge it. You have to say, Hey, we love this name. I know that you guys used it. It's it's probably going to be weird for a minute, but you know, we love it again. I would be so flattered if somebody loved my baby name. Are you kidding me? I would, I would live for it. Uh, this next submission, okay, I'll, the the oh gosh, the only thing it says is in quotations: "Send me a link to your bed and bedding." Excuse me. I don't think that that's that bad. I think that that is a very normal thing to ask your friends. Somebody was really mad that their friend asked them where they got their shirt, and to me, that is like the most normal thing you could ever ask a friend. However, I will say I relate to not wanting to find a link. Like it's how I know that I'm not meant to be an influencer and I'm just meant to be a podcaster because when somebody asks me for a link to something, I'm beside myself. Not at them. They're I mean it's fine. Like I think it's a totally normal thing to ask somebody on the internet. But I hate finding links. What is it about finding links that is the hardest job in the entire world? So on on that front, I understand not wanting to find the link. On the copying thing, I don't think that this is a very big deal. Another very, very common one. They got pregnant immediately after I told her I was pregnant. No, sorry, no. You just, you didn't invent getting pregnant. You didn't, you can't be mad at your friends who get pregnant right after you. You can't, like that's just not, no. You also don't even know, like they could have been having issues and not telling you about it. They could have gotten gotten pregnant on accident. They could have... Like, there's so many different things. I'm sorry. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Hate, hate to be the bad news bearer here, but you didn't invent pregnancy. This is one that I totally understand. The tattoos. A lot of you guys said that your friends got tattoos exactly... Like, you guys didn't go and get tattoos together. Like, she saw your tattoo and then went and got it. Weird. I think that's very weird. Because... And why would you even want to do that? Why would you even want to copy somebody's tattoo? Because then every time you see it, you're going to have to be reminded that you copied somebody's tattoo. I think that's lame. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Next one. My jokes. Somebody stole my jokes. I made a joke a week. And a week later, she tried to make the joke back to me. When people steal my jokes, I do feel a sense of pride and a sense of um, ownership over them. But when people try to do my jokes back to me, that's when we're not cool anymore. That's when we are no longer friends. We are no longer, this is not a good relationship if you're gonna jack my jokes, okay? Next one, she signed up for my same therapist who I was talking to at the time. No, sorry. If you have a good therapist, you should wanna share him with your friends. (laughs) Like, I wanna tell everybody about my therapist. I want everybody to go see her because she's great. And the more people in my life that see her, the less I probably would need to go to therapy. Okay, this one I don't think is is irrational to be bothered about. I told her about a really heavy trauma situation and then she told me the exact same story back to me as though it happened to her. Very weird. And if you find yourself copying because as I said I am a I'm I'm admitting to you guys that I copy. But there was a time in my life where I copied without telling anybody. Like I didn't want to tell them because I thought that if I just pretended like I thought of it, okay, wait, let me be clear. I would never take somebody's trauma situation and repeat the, it back to them. If you're doing that, you probably, you know, need to see that other girl's therapist who her friend stole. But anyway, I, I would think like, well, if I don't acknowledge it, then it's better. It's not, it's not, it's always going to be better to just say it, to just mention it, to just Bethany Frankel it and mention it all. Like, that's always the least awkward, most direct, best way to do it. Like, if somebody has something in their house, has a piece of clothing that they love, you should say it out loud. Hey, I love that. I want to get one. Like, that should be something. Like, it is way, 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 way weirder to just copy people and not say anything about it. That is honestly a little bit creepy. Okay, I got a, I got one that said, I'm so unaware of this because I'm pretty sure I'm the one who copies. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, I got an EpiPen. She got an EpiPen, even though she's not allergic to anything. This is me with glasses in high school. If I saw somebody with glasses, I was like, how can I fake that? I have bad eyesight because I need glasses. Okay. This one, she made a TikTok using the same audio as me right after me. Again, trends, babes, trends. These are trends. You can't own TikTok audios. You really can't everybody's using them if you're mad at everybody who uses the tiktok audio fine but until you reach that point you can't get mad at friends who use use the same one okay if i get an outfit they like they get a similar one and get excited about twinning twinning with your friends is the funnest thing ever i wish we all wore school uniforms still still i wore them for a year of my life have i ever told you guys that? i went to private school for a year anyway i wish we all had uniforms because matching with my friends is the best thing ever ever uh okay. Next one, the way they talk. They they change their dialect and slang to the words I say and how I pronounce words. It's weird. This is I think a human a human thing. Like on an evolutionary level. Like you start to communicate like the people around you. I I think that maybe has probably happened for like tens of thousands of years, like since we were you know neanderthals we probably started picking up on dialects from the people that we are around so no i don't think this is weird i mean it's like internet slang you know we all pick up internet slang throughout the the years like trends come and go and we say certain things and then they lose their spice and we pick up another another internet slang thing so i don't think that this is this is weird um uh, okay <laughs> this one this one confused me but i'm going to end on this one and then we're going to do some dumb dumb clubs she said she copied me by marrying my husband's brother who is almost identical to my husband. I think you might be wrong here. I really do. I don't think that somebody marrying your husband's brother is them trying to copy you because that just seems like a, that's like an automatic lose for anybody who marries your husband's brother. Like you're just going to be convinced that whoever marries your husband's brother wants to marry your husband. That is one of those ones that I think we may need to look internally at, because that does not seem right. Okay, let's talk about some dumb dumb clubs, shall we? We haven't done a dumb dumb club in a while, and I got a request to do one, and so we're going to do some of these because they they might they might be some of the worst ones I've ever heard. Okay, let's begin. I went to the Eras Tour on April twenty fourth. Wait, is that when I went? No, I went on the 21st, I think. I went to the Ares tour on April 24th with a group of my friends. On April 20th, I sent a text to the chat saying that Taylor was going to play 44 songs at the concert. My friend said, word for word, 44? Does she sing some of her old songs too? Do you think we'll get Shake It Off? Maddie, the group chat went wild. Turns out she thought we were just going to a concert for midnight's that everyone was calling the Ares tour. She said, I thought it was like her, I thought it was like her sign, like a Scorpio. We could not believe like the hours it took to get tickets, the endless hype. We love her now, but we're a little bit scared of her. (laughs) I mean, somebody who waited in line to get tickets, who wasn't sure. Like, I'm just, I'm wondering why she didn't see the word eras and why it didn't click. That that was a different thing than Aries. Oh, wait, it says right here. She said, I really did. Honestly, think that Eras was her sign. So she thought that, okay, wait, hold on. So she thought that the sign was an Eras. Like she thought that, like, somebody born, like, they're not an Aries, they're an Eras. And that's what, there's so much, there's so much dumbness happening. I don't even know which one to focus on. <laughs> but I mean, you got to be on TikTok for about four minutes to know what the Eras tour is. Okay, next one. I just learned that Greta Gerwig and Greta Thunberg are different people. Yes, they are. They are very, very different people. One is a climate change activist. One is changing the world one Barbie movie at a time. Both important women. Okay, next one. Instead of off pudding, I thought the saying was off pudding with Ds. I assumed it was an old-timey saying, like the pudding isn't as good as it normally is. (laughs) Like, oh man, that pudding is off. In fact, it's off-pudding. Okay, uh, next one. I just found out at 32 years old that Al Pacino is not actually a member of the Mafia, but an actor that plays one in The Godfather. All this time when people talked about him, I thought they were talking about a Mafia boss. Okay, this one, you're off the hook because Al Capone, oh no, now I'm saying this. Al Capone is real, I think. I'm pretty sure Al Pacino, feels very mobby, very, very much like a mob boss. And you know who else we can throw in that in that ring? Robert De Niro. Robert isn't De Niro, doesn't that mean money? Like we're expect to we're expect to believe that a guy named Bob Money is not in the mafia? That guy's in the mafia. Yeah, I I would have believed you. Also Al Pacino and Robert De Niro are both a million and just had kids and that should be illegal. Uh this one had me gasping at 20 years old I just learned that I don't pee out of my clitoris you don't you don't the clitoris has one purpose only one and it's pleasure did you guys know that that's it's only that's why it's there which we should take a hint from our bodies to know that we are meant to feel pleasure because we have a body part literally dedicated to it that pee does not come out of pee comes out of a different a different area and it's different than your period so give that give that diagram a google Okay. Next one. Had to submit this. Let's see. Had this or had to submit this after you talked about one day doing an episode about husbands who didn't understand the female body. I still think we should do that. My husband is hilariously wrong constantly. And one of the first times I realized he was very uninformed about the female body was in our first year of dating. We are planning spike ball. Let's see. We were playing spike ball, sorry, playing spike ball once and I was on my period and he accidentally threw the ball kind of hard at my lower stomach. He was horrified and said, oh no, is your egg going to fall out? He thought there was an egg stuck up inside me like a fragile stalactite, which could break off of the uterus ceiling and drop out of me at any moment. He also got worried a lot about said eggs drying up because somewhere along the line, he thought that the reason why women aren't able to, that was the reason women aren't able to conceive later in life the visual of a little stalactite egg hanging off of my uterus, ready to drop at any point. I don't really like, but then again, the actual logistics of a period are really not that much crazier. I mean, or they're really not that, wait, what am I trying to say? It's really not that much crazier than what actually happens during a period. Eggs are confusing for most guys unless they get an in-depth explanation of it. So if you're if you're listening, just sit your husband down and maybe explain the the life cycle of an egg inside of a woman. okay, next one. I thought the signs that said end road work were the actual road workers' way of protesting their job and how annoying road work is <laughs> like, like end road work now, uh, I was way too old when I realized it was a sign that just told cars that road work was over. I like the I like the uh, the protest more. This reminds me of the one that's the inquire within one where somebody saw the inquire within like help wanted thing, but they thought it meant like inquire within yourself. Okay, next one. I just learned that fiance refers to the male partner and fiance with a double E refers to the female partner. I decided that the two E's are for boobs. This is not super common knowledge. I'm not really surprised when people don't know this. But that's a good way to remember it. And now we all learned something new. All right, next one. I'm submitting this for my husband. We moved to Pittsburgh two years ago and are still exploring the area. We were driving back home after hiking the other day and crossed a bridge with a sign that was named Joe Montana Bridges. I said, I know that name, but who's Joe Montana again? My husband responded, oh, he's a football player. He's also Hannah Montana's dad. I thought he was teasing me with the serious part, but then I realized he was fully serious or he was teasing me with the second part, but then I realized he was fully serious. I explained that Billy Ray Cyrus played Hannah Montana's dad, but Hannah Montana was just Miley Cyrus's stage name for the show. His explanation for his mix up was that he thought he'd seen an episode where her dad was throwing a football at some point. I can't blame him for being confused, but it definitely gave me a good laugh because especially because it means that he thought Hannah Montana is a real person. You know what? This is this. This is one of those girl logic things that I feel like boys just kind of filled in the blanks with and ran with it. And they were like, Montana must be Joe Montana's must be Joe Montana's kid. (laughs) Okay. Next one. I've pronounced sword as "sword." I didn't know the W was silent. This one is one of those ones that I'm confused on how you made it this far. Have you watched an episode of basically anything? Have you spoken to another person? Have you watched Harry Potter at any point? Because how did you make it this far hearing people talk about swords and still saying, yep, that's sword. I do respect the commitment, the commitment. Maybe you were really committed to a bit. And honestly, I get it. This next one had my jaw on the floor and I've been thinking about it for several weeks. She said, this one's a bit raunchy and it is. And so is my response by the way. So plug the little ears in the car. If there are any, my husband thought that incest only applied to brothers and sisters he thought lesbian sisters were fine. And when I clarified that all sibling affairs were definitely included in the, in the absolutely not category, he Googled it to prove me wrong. I was obviously right. Lesbian sister relationships are illegal in every state but New Jersey. Weird. We had a good laugh about it. Here's the thing. Here's some news that that I need to deliver that maybe, I I don't know, but to To me, in my experience in life, the only place where sisters are lesbians is porn. That's the only place that I think anybody could get the idea that that's fine. Do with that information what you will. But to me, that seems to be where the information was from. (laughs) Or season one of The Sinner. I don't know. Uh, Because it seems weird to be confused on the fact that siblings cannot hook up with each other. Just because you can't create a child by having sex with each other does not mean that you can just have sex with each other. Why was that? Okay, next one. I thought when a resort was called all-inclusive, it meant that anyone was welcome, regardless of someone's race, size, gender, etc. I did not know it meant that all the food and drinks were free. It should mean that. It should mean both. It should mean come one, come all, and also we're going to feed you no matter what. Uh, okay. That is all we have time for today. I hope you guys enjoyed the tough love. I love you guys. Even if you do think that you invented pregnancy and certain pairs of jeans and dying your hair. And if we're all a little bit dumb, sometimes I love that we're all a little bit dumb. I hope my hope is that nobody ever feels actually bad about the dumb, dumb club, because if you guys knew the the idiotic things that I did and said throughout my life, you would feel a lot better about yourselves. Anyway, thank you guys for being here. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple. You can do it on Spotify. You can also sign up for Patreon, get two bonus episodes a month over there. And remember to always be safe and be kind and be hot. And remember that me and the growing child inside of me love you so much. You are all my babies aunties. Okay, bye. I love you. I'll see you next week.